This is Hungry to Learn. Welcome in. I'm your host, Birga. So springtime in New Mexico is both beautiful and harsh. You know, the fruit trees are in blossom in pretty spectacular whites and pinks. And then there's the daffodils and the crocus that make their way up to the ground and show their very regal yellow and purple faces. But the winds are atrocious. Tumbleweeds go barreling down roads and there are abundant weeds and everyone just seems to be suffering terribly with allergies. And there's also this agitation that comes with spring. There's lots of bare trees that just haven't sprouted leaves yet and won't until the weather becomes more consistently warm. And then there's those that are really eager for new growth and new life and they want to start planting gardens, but there's that threat of one last freeze that just hangs out. And did I mention the horrible winds? (laughs) Yeah, I really am not a fan. But spring paints a picture in nature of what I see playing out in the personalities of those that are living and working in my community. There are those that are the beautiful bloomers. They proudly display the hopefulness that's within them. Then there are those that are the evergreens. They have weathered every season and they still pretty much look the same. Then you've got the barren trees that are just seemingly devoid of life. Then you have the weeds. They're green and they multiply quickly before the heat can dry them out. But despite the outward appearances, these living, growing elements all share a common core. They all need sunlight and water and air. They were created to grow and to germinate. And in essence, they have a job to do, whether that is bearing fruit or providing shade or shelter or fuel. So like plants, we humans also have a common core. We need food, water, and air, and we were created for a purpose. Whether we recognize or understand what that is, is really a different question altogether. I have a friend by the name of Harvey Diamond who recently asked me to review a paper that he had written. And, you know, in his research, he made two key points about identity that were really profound. And I'm going to read them to you from his paper. So one of his points is this. The issue of identity has been one with which many have wrestled. Deep down, many people have varying dimensions of inner identity crises and deal with it in a variety of ways. The complexities of life in our current world, however, have made the issue of identity a growing concern for humanity and society in general. And a second point of his reads like this. So they find socially acceptable ways to mask and cope with their insecurities. Failing to deal with inner issues, however, is the fruit of deeper issues of contempt. It inevitably leads to all sorts of uh, conflict, excuse me, People forget their true selves or they aren't in touch with their inner self, so they are ignorant of their God-given identity. So the mask becomes the new identity. I found that very well articulated, and I thought it spoke very directly to something that I have watched played out recently in a public meeting. There were some problems that were brought up, and it quickly became obvious that territorialism and fear we're going to overshadow any m- amount of reason or gentility. Respect for authority had been replaced with contempt and judgment. People were vying for position, and whether that be for authority or financial gain, it just generally led to this spirit of hopelessness and discouragement. I think this failure to I- understand your identity really impacts business, it impacts government, because government is made up a bunch of humans, It impacts ministry and it impacts culture. 
Without a clear understanding of who you are and what you're created to do, this weed thinking really dominates the landscape and it spreads far and wide with no real depth of root and has little to no positive impact on its surroundings. You know, the weed that stands out in my mind here in New Mexico especially is the tumbleweed. And if you've lived in the Southwest or visited here in the springtime, you've likely had the experience of driving along and have this massive rolling ball of thistles come careening towards your car. Now, instinct is going to make you want to swerve and avoid it. But usually, some or all of this massive brown ball will lodge itself in the undercarriage of your car, and then you can hear it scraping on the pavement for miles to go. You know, my initial assessment of the outspoken, rough, exterior people that were in this community meeting really made me think of them all as tumbleweeds. But I had to remind myself that unlike plants, we human beings have a purpose that is not seasonal and not temporary. We may feel dried out and used up, but that is a failure to understand true identity. So if we're going to actually draw inspiration from nature, let's look to the example of the evergreen. They don't really get the glory of blossoming and showing off their beauty, but they do stay full year-round. They are there through the wind, the rain, the snow, and the heat, and they serve as a steady reminder of what dignity looks like, and they offer support and protection. So in reflecting on your true identity, consider if you've bought into this counterfeit or superficial version of trying to define your value through circumstances or achievement. If you have, that isn't God's definition of who you are. He says that you have been created in his image and likeness. So as the winds will inevitably blow on your life, let them blow away the tumbleweeds and then root yourself firmly in who he's called you and made you to be. So my friends, that is what I believe will really lead to personal and community transformation. Have a blessed day and you can always check out more at hungrytolearn.com.